Hey everybody, welcome to the Weird World Podcast. Hi. Christmas special 2020. Yeah. Even though we're probably uploading this well late Christmas night, if not the day after. Boxing Day special. Don't do it on Christmas. We'll try. It is Christmas right now. It It is. It is Christmas. That's how committed we are, by the way. Mm -hmm. That is commitment. Our parents make us work even on Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Just wait till you're the mom. Then you'll know the true meaning of Christmas work. Smallest violin. My name's Gary. I'm Uh, Emma. (laughs) I'm Jack. Uh, I'm Dean. I don't know. And Dean's going to probably tell us some heartwarming (laughs) by the cozy fire Christmas story. Mm, Probably. Probably not. Do you know this show? Have you been here? Do you know us? Do you know me? You know yourself, even. We yeah. some downer bitches. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we are. No, but, this but is. But even Dateline, who all they talk about is murder and stuff. A very special Christmas murder. Was that no, an episode? They have, very, they have Keith Morrison reading "Twas the Night Before Christmas" oh and how the Grinch God. stole Christmas and stuff in his own inimicable style. Yeah. Was the night before Christmas? Yes, in no, his wait, own I, inimical style. I I forgot how that word is pronounced. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a word. Just it's a different word than you've heard because you don't understand words. I have to look it up. I know special words. Um, <laughs> yes, today is a story that is Christmassy in the sense that it started on Christmas Day. Oh, good okay. enough for me. Yeah. It's the birth Chris- of Jesus? No, it's not that. Oh. That'd be an, that'd be a very controversial word word world. <laughs> yeah. Fiction edition. (laughs) (laughs) It's Christmas morning in Warminster, England, in southern England in 1964. Our story begins. Crazy shit goes down in England. Uh, They were a thing, sure. Marjorie By, B-Y-E, was a devout resident of Warminster, so she left for morning mass, Christmas mass, at about six in the morning. Wow. Because she's crazy. She's very devout. Yeah, I I guess I'm assuming an Anglican church. She headed out for her church. Walking through her Bell Hill neighborhood, she began to hear some strange sounds. They were kind of like crackling noises, they've been described as. She would later say they were like, quote, branches being pulled over gravel. That's so, a very specific sound. It's very, and if we're like every radio-based or kind of you know public radio-based thing, we now do some sound effect of branches, branches being pulled over sure. gravel. So pretend you're hearing that, but we don't do that because it's uh, super lame. I'm not a foley artist, <sighs> we'll and try I don't it. have time to go out and find some gravel and branches. Okay, <laughs> on Christmas Day, not seeing anyone raking gravel with a branch. Oh wait, we have gravel in the backyard. <laughs> oh my god! So we start over again. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, start over. So, not seeing anyone raking gravel with a branch, she went on to church. Apparently, later though, because the initial reports seem to sort of leave it at that, and we'll hear more about this later, but she would elaborate, Marjorie would, and she claimed to have been thrown to the ground by, quote, savage sound waves that hit her like a physical force on oh. her way to church. She felt like she was, quote, pinned down by invisible fingers of sound. Hey, I'm impressed with Marjorie. Are you? In 1964, who knew anything about sound waves and what they could do? <laughs> um, everyone? No. Oh, dear people. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. By 1964? Yeah. Carrie's like, yeah. we were still living in caves, right? No. Weren't we just like- drawing aurochs and mammoths on the walls of caves at that point? No? I don't know, but just your, you know, lady going to church in southern <laughs> oh England. Oh, my God. 
I don't know what ist mom. that is, but it's an ist. No, it's not. You're, it also doesn't sound plausible. No, Carrie, people <laughs> knew about sound waves in 1964. No, I'm talking about this story. Oh, well, that to me, that is much worse than like, I don't know, hooligans raking branches over gravel. So this became a pretty serious thing at this point. And she's just a devout lady walking to church. I mean, come on, yeah. sound. Stop painting her to the ground like invisible fingers no, of maybe sound. Maybe it's like what they were doing to our people in our embassies. You know what? It's interesting mm. to say that because I, I do have a, a mm-hmm. note to compare to that later on. Yeah. So Warminster, by the way, so just setting the scene here, Warminster is a village of about 10,000 people at the time. It's about two hours west of London in Wiltshire County. Do you know what else is in Wiltshire County? Hmm. Stonehenge. <gasps> I want to go there. It's actually only about 50 miles west of Stonehenge mm-hmm. across the Salisbury Plain. So right now oh, we're cueing a Peter Gabriel song, I'm assuming. I'm assuming you're not going to leave me hanging. You're going to actually put that over my voice right now, Karen? Mm. Please no? yes. leave me hanging. Well, Warminster did have a local newspaper, the Warminster Journal, and a reporter named Arthur Shuttlewood, he heard about Marjorie's adventurous sound, and he wrote a piece about it just a few days later. But Christmas was a busy time for stories, so it actually didn't get published until a few days into January 1965. And even then, it was kind of a back page piece, a little filler piece about this woman who got attacked by sound in the wooded church back on Christmas morning 10 days ago. (laughs) Remember that, guys? Attacked by sound. It's a local journal. But that was enough to apparently start a fire because the story ignited memories of similar experiences from Warminsterians, I don't know that that's how you say it, but <laughs> probably not. Throughout, I mean, just it started flooding into the paper and started writing the, the journal and saying, oh my God, I had a similar experience, or at least a similar, uh, hearing similar sounds. Mildred Head, Warminsterian, she uh, said, I was awoken about 1.25 a.m. Christmas morning, and she heard sounds that sounded like her ceiling had, quote, come alive with strange sounds lashing at the roof. What the fuck? See, compared it to a little bit like twigs brushing along the roof tire, tiles. So kind of quiet at first, but she didn't, you know, I mean, she wasn't used to that sound. She didn't have trees on, on her roof, so she didn't understand what was happening. But they grew louder gradually until they just sounded like almost like hailstones crashing into her roof. Hmm. So she went outside to see if it was hailing. It's not hailing. There's nothing falling from the sky at all, as a matter of fact. And then she, when she's out there, though, she heard what at first was kind of a soft humming sound, but that, too, grew louder and louder. This uh, humming noise, I guess, grew louder and louder, but then it sort of fade, and it wound up fading into kind of a faint whisper, quote-unquote. Weird. That's creepy as shit. Yeah. Hmm. On Christmas morn, early in the morning. Was it Santa? Maybe. But if you don't believe in Santa, you're a little freaked out. Mm-hmm. I'm, she's a grown-ass woman, so I'm assuming she did not. <laughs> grown-ass yeah. Well, you never know. She might have. She didn't say anything about Santa. Here's some people who probably don't believe in Santa. Army soldiers. At least, maybe they do. But some soldiers at Kunuk Camp. It's K-N-O-O-K. I'm assuming it's pronounced like that. Kanuk. It might be just Nook. I don't know. There's an army base nearby. It's on the other side of town. We're awakened by something that sounded like a, quote, huge chimney stack from the main block, ripped from the rooftop, and then scattered across the whole camp. What? So something is ripped from their from their roof, and then they hear this sound of, of this the material being strewn about, smacking the ground. Heavy if they think it sounds yeah. like bricks. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. But, but it's just sound. There's no there's no physical evidence whatsoever of anything happening. Yeah. It's just some weird sound. Roger Rump. <laughs> <laughs> 
We're so mature. And his, you know, his porn name would be? Roger Rump. Roger Rump. Yeah. (laughs) His wife heard something like a soldier's, wait, hold on. What? I have a a classic Dave Anthony typo where I said a soldier's noise at about 6.30 that morning. I know it wasn't that. I don't know what it was. Soldier's noise. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Roger Rump. When they say hoo I have it. No, he heard something similar to soldiers heard. Uh, this loud oh. sound. I should probably... Wait, who's Roger Rump again? Roger Rump's just a dude. Oh, okay. He and his wife woke up to about 6.30 in the morning on Christmas morning, yeah. 1964, and they heard some a sound similar to what the soldiers described. Gotcha. To them, it sounded like, quote, the 5,000 tiles on our roof being ripped off and then put back on again with an enormous clatter. What the hell? What? So, rip, 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 rip. Bop, 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 bop. I'm going to go ahead with my Foley. <laughs> so I am a Foley artist. Thank you. Nice. Thanks. It's called onomatopoeia because I assume it sounds exactly like that. So the sounds continued into the new year, into 1965. In March of 1965, for instance, three families heard loud noises that shook their roofs and also their windows shook and rattled. So that actually appears to have had some kind of a vague physical manifestation as well. But, but it was the noise that really shook them. <laughs> <laughs> On August 17th, 1965, a sound described as a, quote, detonation noise. What? Yeah. What? I don't even Did know what that sounds Detonation? Like. Detonation. Like, oh. a, I guess, a bomb going off, I, I guess. I said death nation. No, that's, <laughs> death be, that's a speed metal noise. band, that's, Harry. Yeah, that's wow. my favorite band. Obviously sweet, and so just don't badmouth them. But it shook homes in the Borham Field area of West of Warminster and followed by, quote, a monstrous orange flame in the sky, crackling and hissing. Oh, crackles. Crackle, crackle, crackle. More Foley artistry there, by the way. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Most of the sounds were centered on the Cradle Hill and Clay Hill areas, which are on the southwestern edge of the city. Today, by the way, there is something called the Heaven's Gate Car Park about Ooh, a mile and a half away south of Clay Hill. And it doesn't mean anything, but that can't be good. I'd steer clear of that I would car very park. much so. If you don't know what we're referring to, we refer, look it Google up. Google it. <laughs> Why are you listening to this podcast? <laughs> you, you should have known because we've addressed it on, we had an episode about Did the I Heaven's know? Gate cults. Yes, we, we absolutely. No, we didn't. They went to Marie Callender's. So Arthur Shuttlewood was the writer of the original article. Remember him? Yes. Sure. He began, he started compiling these stories that were by this time flooding in. And in all, about 30 people made initial reports from 1965 about things that had happened to them. Again, some back on Christmas Day, but also moving into the year, into 1965, in and around Warminster, all kinds of incidents involving these weird sounds. Was Arthur skeptical? At first, he claims he was extremely skeptical. He was a hard-headed journalist. He was a veteran journalist. He was 45 or so at this time, 44. <laughs> Proves it. <laughs> no, but he he was just a normal local journalist. He he wasn't any kind of a you know he didn't write any stories or books about supernatural stuff yeah. or anything like that at all. He was in just a, a local guy. So for for now, we'll see. Oh, the folks reporting these incidents mainly claimed to hear a similar raking or crackling sounds, much like Marjorie had heard back on Christmas morning, nineteen sixty four. So that was the kind of the dominant noise. These detonations and things like that were later, aberrations. Yeah. Well, not not later, oh. but they're they're uncommon. Most people said I just heard crackling, uh, you know, tiles, something on the roof, things like that. Th- those kinds of noises. Yeah. The phenomenon eventually became to be called the Warminster Thing. 
Because how descriptive. Because that's the best anyone can come up with at the time, I guess. But literally, it's just like, oh, what's this thing going on? They talk about it with each other and stuff. Oh, this thing. It became to call the, the War Minister thing. Did you hear about the thing? Yeah. They should, I'm surprised they didn't call it the, the War Minister Hoozy What's It Boozy Toozy or something. <laughs> that was the first, that was the know, first cut. But they British. shorten it. Yeah, the War Minister thing. It's, it's still a, it's a fairly big deal locally. Everybody knows. You talk about the War Minister thing, they know exactly what you're talking about. Hmm. Then in June of 1965, the War Ministerians, I'm going to change their name every time because I don't know what they are. That's the same one you said the first time. Is it really? <laughs> the, more, the War Ministerians, they began to see lights in the sky. Not the lights. That's right. The UFOs have arrived. Bright lights. What? They've arrived. She likes UFOs. Yeah. She's she's big fan. Fan. I like aliens, yeah. So here we go. So, so you saw bright lights. They saw strange shapes in the sky. The war misterers eventually began to see these things almost daily. Almost every day. There's a new, yeah, I saw something in the sky too. So mm. it became quite the hotbed of UFO activity. Hmm. The things in the sky, though, they came with very different descriptions, interestingly enough. Red flag. It's a massive red flag. It always is. But they, so they range from things like just lights or shapes or blurs. Some were supposedly that classic disc-shaped UFO that was kind of the, the norm for the time. This the early, early mid-60s. Mid In case you don't know, that, uh, UFOs were very much a thing. By now, people don't realize there were, there were UFO stories all the time in the 50s and the 60s. They weren't, I mean, they were considered, they were laughed at and kind of snickered at and they were kind of considered just, oh, here's the nonsense going on. But they were very common. They'd already developed a, a real kind of mythos and, and a, a lore to UFOs and they were normally this shape. But lots of UFOs were already what other shape? Anybody know? Anyone? Anyone? Cigar shaped. Cigar shaped. Hmm. They had, that was very common as well. And indeed here in Warminster, some folks described cigar shaped UFOs as well. Hmm. Hmm. Some? No tic-tac no shape? No tic-tac shape, no, not yet. No tit shape. Uh, yeah. I honestly thought so. <laughs> yes. That's what I thought as well. <laughs> there were tit-shaped UFOs in the sky. Titty shapes. Some, pardon? Yeah, you, you don't never know. That was over France. <laughs> I don't know why. The I south just, of France. South of France. I still don't know why. Some reported another classic UFO trope. Their cars stalling out while they were viewing a UFO mm -hmm. in the yes. sky. For some reason... It sucks all the energy out of yep, everything. It does, especially cars. Yep. So you have to sit there and either be transported up or you have to sit there and watch mm -hmm. it or whatever, or your, your memory is erased, what have you. Yep. So animals, which, as we know, from you know, supernatural tropes, are more sensitive. They started acting crazy as well, particularly dogs around this time. So the animals were acting up, dogs mainly. Cars were stalling. People were seeing UFOs. All of this happening after they started hearing weird, weird sounds. So it's kind of morphed, hasn't it? But still, the sounds continue as well. But they, too, began to be described with uh, variation. Sometimes they're described as booms, sometimes droning, sometimes kind of whizzing sounds. And this was in addition to continually these, <laughs> continuing to hear these crackling sounds or these raking sounds like they began... So huh. they, they've morphed as well, or at least they've varied now. One source that I read cites these soundest incidents going back to the early 1930s, claims that, oh, warmists have been hearing these things since the 1930s. Nobody else mentioned that, and it has no documentation for that. And as we know from listening in the past, that these supposed older cases, when something becomes a thing, generically, not this thing, but a generically a thing, you almost always see older cases crop up and suddenly yeah. go, oh, yeah, no, I did that back in 20 years ago. And those are just 
immensely suspect. It's like with Bigfoot. Bigfoot became a thing in the late 1950s. You, you started having some stories. Oh, no, I did that in the 20s and the 30s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like a new phenomenon for some people to begin to remember local lore that may or may not have existed before the new thing became a thing. And this is exactly what's happening. <laughs> it's there. a lot of things in that. It's a lot of a lot things, of things, but it, just rewind that and listen. It'll make sense. <laughs> Still, this thing, capital T, yes, the warmest of thing was was pretty big. Eight thousand tourists invaded the city during the August Bank Holiday of 1965. Wow! Jeez. So it became quite the little event there. Wow! It spread nationally as a story. All the other English papers started to pick it up, like the Daily Mirror, and then it spread internationally and as far away as newspapers in California. All the way over here. All the way. Shuttlewood, Arthur Shuttlewood, would write relentlessly. It took over his career. Increasingly, he started writing about the UFO aspects. And again, as I said, he styled himself this kind of hard-headed journalist, but he very quickly became a true believer and then... Just to, we'll uh, hear a couple of anecdotes later on, but he, he became very much the true believer who believed everything and anything he heard about it. And as he spent the rest of his life advocating for Warminster as kind of this UFO hotbed. And he wrote lots of books and articles on the Warminster phenomena. And he tended to focus on the UFO aspects. He hyped the stories and he knowingly exaggerated and even admittedly exaggerated. Hence, that's why I think, remember Marjorie By, her yeah. first story is always raking sounds my towel. Then it's, I'm pinned to the ground with savage sound. I'm pretty sure that's a Shuttlewood embellishment, that last part. Gordon Faulkner, he was a factory worker in town. He claimed to have taken a picture of UFO in the summer of 1965. Mm. He gave the picture to Shuttlewood in return for crediting him to it and talking about it in his article coming up with the Daily Mirror and one of the top national mm. tabloids. A, yeah. a absolute piece of shit newspaper. But Did it turn into the Daily Mail? Is the Daily Mirror. No, it's still the Daily Mail. <laughs> I know. I'm, yeah. It's still a... a uh, <laughs> A worthless tabloid, but and they, you know they covered a lot of that. It was, it was almost it was weird how England has these newspapers that are like our National Enquirer that that no one really takes seriously here, but they're major national publications that well, normal people read. It's, really? Oh yeah. It's not just people like my mom who read the National Enquirer and, and say things like, I don't believe most of it, but a blue dot, if you put in your purse and go to the <laughs> casino, you might actually win shit. So. <laughs> She's- she literally did that. She got the blue dot. Yeah, she did. It had been empowered by psychics. <laughs> so and and published in the National Enquirer. Oh Nance. He uh yeah, it was embarrassing. There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Beyond help. So he gave the picture to Shuttlewood in return for this and gaining some notoriety for himself. And he did. And he suddenly he's being interviewed and apparently he loved the limelight. So he's he's sure loving these interviews and things like that. And in truth, the actual picture was just this blurry, worthless snapshot, and the mirror didn't even put, publish it. The article included mention of it, but the mirror is like, pass. Even yeah. we're not going to publish that piece of shit. So, so by this time, as very quickly, Shuttlewood had become this very kind of gullible. Or, or you know, let's be honest, he's either gullible, and he may be, he may be genuinely believing this stuff, kind of stuff. But it's also, you know, he wrote a bunch of books and made a. I don't know if he made a shit ton of money, but yeah. Yeah. still. For a guy working for the Warminster Journal, it's yeah, a step up. You gotta do what you gotta do when yeah. you live in Warminster, I guess. Yeah. Wow, that sounded very anti-Warminsterian, and I'm I'm sure it's a lovely village. I'm I'm positive it is. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm I'm supporting you, Warminster. Many of the stories got downright weird after that, though. In February 1965, well, even weirder. <laughs> they got down right weird. <laughs> <laughs> they got down like. 
They got down. They started dancing. They were right weird. In February 1965, according to a rumor, an entire flock of pigeons dropped dead out of the sky. Oh, my gosh. Oh I my hate God. it when that happens. Every one of them. That's so scary. Mm-hmm. But that happens. Uh, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially if a war minister with this sound shit You going hear on. about it every now and then. Oh, my God. Maybe, uh, rats, mice, and other rodents were found with large, unexplained puncture wounds in them. Oh, Ew. goodness. And they couldn't understand what's going on with that. I'd be checking all the kids' backpacks. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell does that mean? What is it? To see a violent child, yeah, and they're kid. killing rodents. Yeah. yeah, you've got a you've got a young serial killer in town, exactly. Warminster. Just understand mm-hmm. that practicing. Yeah, damn, you took that very dark, very fast. That's how it happens. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> she's as matter of fact. She's been realistic with hey, this. So. Hey, that's it the birth of a serial killer. Dark. We know yeah. that. So it turned out, though, that most of the strange reports, the, the really you know, the, the pigeons and the mice and rats, they came from a guy named David Halton, and he was kind of the town quack, <laughs> the town weirdo. And so those things almost certainly never happen. The, uh, but they, you know, things that fit the narrative are almost always believed, even with people that should know better and, and wouldn't believe that story absent that current narrative going on, absent the, the feel of truth to it, or they want to believe it, which is a core strategy, as you know, for conspiracy theorists these days. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter how utterly ridiculous it is. It doesn't matter how how much the source lacks credibility, you put it into the narrative, people forget the source, and they believe the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Happens all the time. Wayfair. Yeah. Wayfair. That's, yeah. Or, or, or any, any current, especially political conspiracies right now, that's exactly yeah. how they do it. You know, QAnon is, is some dipshit troll laughing his ass off, but he can say anything and mm-hmm. those folks will believe it. COVID was 100% created just for the 2020 election. Some people want to believe that, so they will, regardless of the source. 2020 is going to go down in history as the worst year. Yeah, We hope just so. Like, <laughs> There's another little flurry of stories and sightings and sounds on Christmas Day 1965, including one from Shuttlewood himself, who said he saw a UFO. Of, of course. course he did. But the warmest of thing pretty quickly died down after that, just gradually so by... Late 1966 had more or less played out, but even after that, there were little stories would crop up every now and again. Someone would try to like, it's like, hey, I heard some sounds on my roof. No? No one's interested? All right. <laughs> two years later, someone would do the same thing. So still, a war minister, though, remained a major UFO center for, for years. And then in the mid-70s, it was hit by crop circles. Oh. I was going to say a recession. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, in fact, go to Google Maps. And I was looking up Warminster, and you pull back. Uh, I can't remember what, what part. It's south of the city, but there's a big ass crop circle on oh Google my Maps. God. Giant, it's a very ornate crop circle. Looks pretty hmm. cool because it's a plain. It's lots of wheat or whatever. Yeah. So it's, it's it's great crop circle country. Mm-hmm. Shuttlewood himself, he remained hard at work promoting the story for, like I said, the pretty much the rest of his life. In 1982, he was talking up this, quote, perfect picture of a dish-shaped UFO over Warminster. He was, you know, promoting it. So a magazine editor, I can't remember the name of that magazine, who, who you know, covered that kind of story. People. He, no, it was in England. People. But he contacted uh, Shuttlewood and said, okay, um, can I see the prints? And so uh, he said, okay, let me get them from the guy. He gave them to the, to the editor, and the editor Instantly and easily identify them as simple developing flaws. Mm. They're common little little lights or flecks in the development process. He said, that's just a yeah. development. And Boom. Shuttlewood, it turns out, had been talking up the prints before he actually saw them himself. Ha. That's how 
when I say gullible, yeah. or that's, that's how, what he'd become by this point. Despite this, he still asked the editor, he said, you made some color enlargements. You don't need them or want them because they're nonsense, but can I have them? And he started shopping them around to the national media. Wow. Shuttlewood did. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And he shopped them to, to the Daily Mirror, which had covered it all those years before and still covered that kind of stuff then and still covers that kind of stuff now. And even the Daily Mirror passed because they realized what they were. They knew what they were. And they quietly returned them, the prints to Shuttlewood. And quietly. they just said, we're going to not talk about this. this <laughs> there was even a UFO sighting as recently as 2017. What it's the a fuck? A video taken by a resident of the Clay Hill area again, and it shows a light kind of circling around him at the area of Clay Hill. I'm guessing that he was just too far away to, hel- to hear the helicopter rotor blades going <laughs> off. And that there was, I mean, because, dude, not super mysterious, but <laughs> to him it was. People pushed it like that on, on whatever, Facebook or yeah. Instagram. It's like, uh, yeah, okay, that's a helicopter. And you've maybe muted it or it's far away or... You muted it. You know, like you mute the sound so you can't hear that. And you just see a light circling around. I love the sound effect. I'm a natural Foley artist, so... What do you what, wait? Jack looks com- confused. You mute in real life? Are you talking about a helicopter? No, in the real um, life? video. When you put it on the video, oh, you put the video it. on Facebook, or whatever. Oh, oh Jesus <laughs> yeah, everyone I thought you were talking ears. about somebody yes. who's seeing a light circling above them in real life. Yeah, and be like, oh, I saw. They do see a light above them circling in real life. Is a helicopter? You were about that person muting the helicopter in real life, no. like they're Adam oh. Sandler. That's weird. <laughs> that's that's was, not was where like, most people would go normally. Yes, um, okay, that's scary. So we have theories. It's all true. Secret <laughs> military missions is one of the dominant theories. People think, think what's the going on with this? Theory? Theory? It's one of the common theories. Do Actually, there aren't many those? people theorizing, so most of these theories I just thought about, okay, well, what are some theories for this? So <laughs> theories about what happened. One of the top ones is, uh, one of the ones that I, I think should be obvious is secret military missions. So again, most of the sounds were centered though on Cradle Hill and Clay Hill. And as you remember, those are on the southwest side of Warminster. The (laughs) Canuck Army Base is over east of Warminster. So it just seems like if they're doing some crazy shit related to the Army Base, eastern, the other part of the town entirely would be most impacted by it, not the Mm -hmm. part opposite completely where the Army Base is. So that's odd. Well, maybe they're not going right over the base. That's true. Because they want to be secret. That's true. Yeah. Some people also <laughs> talk about Stonehenge. It has something to do with Stonehenge. But again, Stonehenge is on the other yeah. side. So yeah. why wouldn't it affect Eastern and Warminster? 15 miles away. And 15 miles away. Yeah. It's just because it's not too far away. Or how many kilometers is that? I don't know. I should have looked that up. And I feel bad about that you for our, uh, our non American yeah, listeners and our non uh, Myanmar listeners. Who else does? Um, American Samoa. American <laughs> Samoa. Our American Samoa <laughs> listeners understand miles. But so. The Army base also was an Army base, not a Royal Air Force base, right? So if they're doing any, you know, we wouldn't think they'd be doing something in the sky above, which right. is what, especially, mm-hmm. for the, especially for the UFOs. I was going to say that, but I thought maybe I'd look dumb. No, you'd look very smart if you had said that. <laughs> now you just claim you're going to say it just to look smart. Well, if I say, if the Army has helicopters too. The U.S. Army is not allowed to have fixed wing, but they have helicopters. Yes, you're right. Yeah. See, I don't know so. about that in England, though. I don't know if that's they the do everything too. different in England. Probably so. How about some kind of like freakish wind or weather pattern? Yeah. Anything? Anyone? But always. I mean, coming no. back again and again and again. Never well, again. Only that. Only in sixty. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. And, yeah. and then, well, it, well yeah. it it only 
late 64, Christmas Day 64, and then for the next several months at least, it was happening, and then kind of petered out. Well, but, but probably not, because people would know if the tiles really came off their roof, or if mm-hmm. their chimney really broke apart and landed all around the ground. But they have elves over there. Yeah. And the elves there. really quickly well, said, <laughs> let's clean this stuff up before they see it. Let's rebuild their chimney real quick. Yeah. Hurry, hurry. Loudly. It would explain the sounds potentially, possibly, but you're right. You think there'd be physical damage to that. that yeah. yes. Something physical made those sounds and why isn't there physical yes. damage? And but unless it's something wind, I don't if it's know. it's big enough to make that loud of sounds, there yeah. would be physical evidence. Well, I mean, a lot of them were just sort of like it's branches going over my tile. That's not... That's, okay. I, so you, well, you can make the case that the really loud, violent things were embellishments. Yeah. You know, yeah. People start, we'll talk about that in a second. But certainly there is the potential for, for that to happen in these kinds of situations. <laughs> <laughs> Our signaling carry not to get ahead of herself. I was reprimanded everybody. <laughs> <laughs> keep my goddamn mouth shut. I want to do it in order. <laughs> so it could, it, how about just something else to do with sound specifically, like infrasound? In Cuba. Yeah. Oh, that Havana yeah. as episode <laughs> where we talked about the uh-huh. Havana sound machine where we had the, you know, it's people mm-hmm. were some kind of weird sonic weapon. phenomenon, mm-hmm. oh. possibly a weapon. Most people don't think it was. May no, I, I. Most people think it was? Yeah, Google oh, it. Really? There's new updates. <laughs> oh, I did not know yeah. that. I have not kept up to date. Google it. They don't know for sure, you know, from whence it came, but. Well. Fairly They're easy. pretty sure, yeah. Huh, that's I interesting. Think. Maybe the army was doing sound experiments. That's, I guess, possible. Or maybe it was yeah. a natural kind of weird sound phenomenon. Because they were just learning about sound. Yeah, just <laughs> brand new. Sound waves. What is this? What is sound? And Let's how, experiment. How they might weaponize them. Yeah, right. Sure. You, you think that. You think the early mid-60s was when they were starting to learn about sound weapons, Gary. You're just going to assume that because of this story, aren't about you? About weaponizing them, yeah. You, think no. was, you know for a fact it was the early mid-60s really? that that started. Doubt it. That it started, Carrie. When? I don't know when, but you have no idea also. 1600s? Oh I, wouldn't, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if there were like some unintentional acoustic weaponry back in the day. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Just like bang a big old gong. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Right next to their head. Well, there yeah. already was. It's called country music. Oh, shit. <laughs> Smell toast, Hank Williams Sr.? Saving that one up, haven't you? (laughs) No, actually. So, something like that. There's potential as some kind of sound phenomena, I guess. Some kind of sound, whether intentional or not. You know, whether man made or just natural. And of course, there's aliens. There's all these UFOs, right? It's always aliens. But the the UFO angle did glom on, but it glommed on pretty quickly in this point. But, you know, it was nothing but sound for a while. And then the UFOs suddenly started popping up. I don't know. That's just to me again. That that's it's like weird stuff begets weird stuff. Yeah. yeah. Supernatural stuff begets I other supernatural things. Yeah. <laughs> and I, just, I so I don't know. But hey, let's put it out there. It could be UFOs and aliens. They could be. They just maybe they're just hiding and lurking. They have their camouflage up and they're making these crazy sounds. And then there's a cloaking mm-hmm. device malfunctioned and they started to be seen. Yeah. What? What? Mom just saying that's in the Bible. <laughs> She's what? What? Yeah, what? That's in the Bible. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear you say that. <laughs> weird stuff yawned. begets weird stuff. Oh, it is in the Bible. <laughs> it's, it's, not it's not quite the, the same Bible. thing, but okay. <laughs> All right, Gary. 
How about mass hysteria? Ever thought that one, Carrie? You obviously don't think that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Carrie... No, mass what? What? Yeah. Uh-huh. Never, uh, hus, hus, <laughs> hysteria? <laughs> so the incited incident was the newspaper story about Marjorie Bai, and even though it, was a, it doesn't matter if it's a back page, because I've read that like, oh, it was just a small item, so it couldn't be that. Well, of course it can. Obviously, just a few people start to talk about it. Yeah. It starts, and it's a small town. So, yeah, they read the back page of their little war Mr. journal. Yeah, there's seven pages. Exactly. It's pretty easy to get exactly. there. Mm-hmm. And they start talking about it, and then suddenly people start remembering, quote unquote. Yeah. They had some kind of similar thing happen to them on Christmas also. I mean, it's a classic pattern of mass hysteria. And then you start to have, you know, embellishing and exaggerations and flat out just people wanting to jump on it and get on the bandwagon or get their 15 seconds of fame and they just make stuff up. Yeah. It happens in almost all these cases. And, and the UFO sightings, by the way, that to me that's reminiscent a little bit of the Mothman incident, which would happen just a couple years later in West Virginia in the USA, mm-hmm. where the unusual weirdness in that case of people, you know, these drunken teens are out in the forest and they scare themselves by seeing something that looks like a man with wings fly over them and then shortly thereafter, UFOs are sighted. Here you have mm-hmm. people hearing these crazy weird sounds that they can't explain. Shortly thereafter, UFOs are sighted. So, I don't know. Like I said, odd phenomena often come in clusters and they draw other unusual phenomena to them, I think. Mm-hmm. Theory. Sure. So, or it's a combo. Could it be there's something? Yeah. Yeah. Some kind of weird sound that Marjorie couldn't understand. She didn't realize that her willow tree had grown a lot and she needed to clip it. And she heard some strange sounds that she couldn't explain. She talked about it. And then it morphed into typical mass hysteria where people start, some people really start seeing these things because they're primed to, and some people start hearing mm-hmm. these things because they're primed to, and others just make it up. Yeah. That's a theory. So, what is your theory? Anyway, I go. I think it could be a combination of maybe like military something and then mass mm. hysteria. Like the military did do something, did do some sort of secret whatever, and then I can see it. And then it it it, it wasn't constant, it, not for all of the duration of time. But people mm. decided, oh god, this is freaking me out. And yeah, that would actually would explain why it stopped, wouldn't yeah. it? Because like we better knock this off. The locals people are freaking out. Are freaking out. They, yeah. They're calling it the thing, and that's clever. <laughs> so we yeah. better knock it off. That's my theory. Carrie? I don't know. I don't really like the whole secret military maneuvers thing. Yeah. I mean, it, just because you don't like it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Yeah, B. That's true. That's what I'm she's saying. I'm not sure that it happened. <laughs> it bitch was clearly implied by her sentence, Nuh-uh. by her tone. Military testing has to happen. You know, and it's more likely to happen next to a rural place like Warminster. So people, like people, saw, people saw the stealth fighter years before they admitted it. And it stealth was bomber? Stealth bomber and stealth fighter. Oh, I didn't know there's stealth fighter. Sure. Stealth it's smaller everything. It doesn't have bombs. It has guns and stuff. Wow. Stealth everything. And um, so so that's true. And and the Phoenix Lights, sometimes they even admit it. The Phoenix Lights, the famous Phoenix Lights UFO case, the local, the airbase said flat out, yeah, no, we were flying shit over. That was us. <laughs> it was like I flares and things like that. That wasn't even a secret. It wasn't a secret. I mean, they do They more stuff. or less, I mean, at least a portion of it, they said, yeah, no. That's us. Calm yeah. the fuck That's down, Phoenix. That's what they want us to <laughs> yeah. do. Okay, there you go. And so, but so it could be something military-based, okay. but you don't think so, Care? You changed my mind. We've about, convinced her. We have, yeah. We've turned her after a but not. did go. they ask them? Well, I guess they, if it's secret, they're not going to say. Yes. Oh, really? Are they really doing that much secret stuff? I don't Mom, know it's that they the are. military. 
I don't know that they are. Mm-hmm. I, nothing I read said anything about the military ever owning up to it and, you know, records being released. I mean, this has been over 50 years, so yeah. you would think, I don't know, maybe not. Maybe they used um, the hearts of people do to they power have, these weapons. And they, do they have freedom of information They do have a, a there? form of a freedom of information. Act, I yes. mean, you would think by now it's unclassified, right? One would think. Unless they were torturing children to empower these weapons of sound destruction and that. What? Jack, (laughs) yours, go. Um, Yeah. I believe it is a combination of factors, too. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, it probably never happened. It's my... Not at all. So Marjorie was just imagining things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mass-hysteria. Mass-hysteria. I think it's it's clearly some element of mass-hysteria, for sure. I agree. Whether there's a germ of something real. And again, it's sound. Is people have hearing it. It's like, it could be a a very normal sound, but when it's in the context, this is an unusual sound, people don't interpret it properly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Case in point, there's a a case, I can't, it was like 70s, something like that, in Seattle, where somebody reported that their car was vandalized. Someone had pitted Mm -hmm. their windshield. And then some people, people said, oh my God, it happened to me too. People, there's vandals out here. They're pitting the windshield. Those windshields are always pitted. Go look at your windshield. There's little pits in every windshield that's been around a long time. It's very common. You're driving on the highway. Trucks are spitting up gravel, things like that. It was just, but suddenly people in the context of this is unusual interpret it as being unusual when it wasn't. Huh. So it could be something like that. So people, in other words, Marjorie said, I heard this unusual sound. Other people said, I think I heard something weird that night, too. It was, wind- I don't know, it was windy winter Christmas 1964. And, and for a few months after, other people start hearing sounds yeah. that they can't explain, and they it's the thing. Or also, Marjorie got in the newspaper. I'm going to tell my story, mm-hmm. my made-up story. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, in, in, in and, mass hysteria cases, yeah. there's always an element of complete bullshit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Not all of them are, are genuine in the sense yeah. of, I really thought, that was happening to me. A lot of them just like, I'm going to jump in here. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. Or all, yeah, I think it's some form Liar. of that, but whether there was a germ or not, I don't know. Whether there was something weird sonically or whether that happened on Christmas in 1964 to start it up, don't know. Yeah. That's the Warminster thing. Our very special Christmas, ni- <laughs> Christmas 19? <laughs> Christmas 2020 episode. Not quite as heartwarming as I anticipated. No, I, no you shouldn't have anticipated that. <laughs> so that's more, more your fault. Oh, okay. No. I don't do heartwarming. Sorry. Okay, None well, the good news is 2020 is almost over. That's true. Ayo. In fact, by the time you listen to this, <laughs> it is very likely over and things are better. Hopefully, get Every- your fucking vaccine. <laughs> get the <laughs> vaccine, bitches. Okay, are they listening to this in 2022 and they're saying, what vaccine? What are you talking about? I don't remember that. Oh, are you kidding? Okay, never mind. Okay, that's it for us on Christmas 2020. That's it for us in 2020. Uh, Please tune in in 2021. A-Town Down. Right. <laughs> they'll we'll, know. Okay. People under the age of 30 will get it. Shut the fuck up. No, what's our new saying? I don't know. What's our new saying? I wouldn't be surprised if we never see Denise Richards again. <laughs> <laughs> That's our new saying? I like that as a new saying, but I didn't know that about that. Huh. Keep calm, carry on? What? What is it? No, what did you say? Get down? Oh, right, right he up. said get down. <laughs> Oh, get know. down right. I've already forgotten. Get, get down, down right, right something, but yeah. it was get down. Get down right good. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> no, like no. I'm going to find it now. We're just going to get down. <laughs> okay. Get and then right, right down. Again. It was the word right. Get down right. Yeah, because yeah. you meant to say down right. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I can't. And it was something it. like, this is when it gets down when it got. Down get. right something. 
Tell us Shoot. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> we'll yeah, find it. Okay. Made it yeah, up. I can't take any more of this. It's not. <laughs> Thanks All right. See, oh, here we go. Many of the stories got downright weird. That's so I was right. Weird. Okay. Get down right weird. Okay. Thanks. Make it a t-shirt. <laughs> okay. See you guys. Bye. Bye.